Hello, you're listening to Wait, How Do You Spell That? A Rare Disease Podcast. My name is Colby, and I'm the content manager here at PatientWorthy. Today, on our first episode of the new year, we're going to be discussing cell therapies, which are a relatively new type of treatment used for certain types of cancer. In one of our recent episodes, we discussed the experience of a patient who received a type of cell therapy called CAR-T to treat her blood cancer. Today, we welcome Dr. Brad Heller to explore another side of the equation, the challenges in manufacturing this type of personalized medicine and how these challenges affect the patient's experience and outcome. Dr. Heller is a scientist and entrepreneur and a co-inventor of cell therapy technologies who completed his postdoctoral work at UCSF, his PhD at NYU, and his bachelor's at Princeton University. He is the founder of Achieve Clinics, which aims to enhance how cell therapies are made so they're easier for cancer patients to access and are more likely to lead to remission. Dr. Heller, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to be here. And we're very happy to have you on to talk about your experiences in this exciting field of treatment. Thank you for taking the time. Of course. To start with, would you mind giving us a little background about yourself? So I'd say really since college, um, I had been focused on the details of how disease works. Uh, what causes disease, in order to learn about how our bodies work. And so I think it, it's fair to say that during this time, I was really focused on the science, not so much the patient. And that changed five years ago when I got my first job at a little startup in San Francisco uh, with the aim of developing a new type of cancer drug. Uh, and this experience changed my life. So what happened was I was actually using my scientific expertise, not just to you know answer a question for the sake of answering it, but to use the answer to make something that could impact a patient's life. And for me, that was amazing because I was a scientist by training, you know, who didn't really interact with patients. And so it really transformed the way I thought about scientific problems um, and their impact. So when I came to start working in the field of cell therapy, which is what we're talking about today, um, and learning about its promise for patients and also the difficulties that have been keeping it from realizing it, its full potential, I felt the need to, to do something. Um, and that's why I founded Achieve Clinics. Can you talk about the field of cell therapies and why it shows such promise? For starters, cell therapy can refer to a couple of different things. I'm concerned with the type in which um, a cancer patient's own immune cells are collected from their body, reprogrammed in a laboratory setting so they can recognize and fight their cancer, uh, and then reinfused back into that same patient. So it's a, it's a type of personalized uh, medicine that's made fresh and unique each time. So a few weeks ago, you guys hosted uh, a guest on this podcast uh, who spoke about her experience as a lymphoma patient who received such a therapy called CAR-T, and it literally saved her life. Like everyone else who eventually qualifies for cell therapy, uh, just like this person who was on your podcast, they're usually very advanced patients. They don't have many options left. So the real possibility of achieving a durable remission at this late stage, I think demonstrates quite well the excitement around cell therapy. But there is a caveat. Not all patients are this lucky. Uh, in fact, most of them are not about 60 to 70% are not. Uh, and that's where Achieve Clinics comes in. We can do something simple that makes it much more likely for a patient to get the best possible outcome. Let's dive a bit deeper into why some patients don't do as well as they should. In our conversation before the show, you talked about three big issues faced by patients who might be helped by cell therapies like CAR-T. Those issues being efficacy, logistics, and access. Let's talk about efficacy first. Can you expand on that? 
I think efficacy is a, is a good place to start since it's probably the most important. If I was the patient, when it comes down to it, it's all about, will this drug work for me or not uh, when my life is online? And the way things work today, cell therapies are less likely to work. The reason for this is because FDA-approved cell therapies are new, so they're not first line and may not be for many years. And even then, there's always going to be you know, new experimental cell therapies and clinical trials that are only available to patients once they're out of all the other options. Um, and that's extremely common today. In fact, there are hundreds of such trials that are only available to patients that have undergone multiple other lines of treatment. What is the relationship between not being first line and affecting how well you know, the cell therapy actually works? So patients undergo toxic rounds of chemo and radiation which damage the immune system before they can get to cell therapy. And so what this means is that the cells being used to make this treatment are getting damaged by these previous lines of therapy. And it, this isn't just like intuitive, like it's actually been clinically proven that the more lines of chemo a patient endures, uh, the worse their cell therapy performs. And, and this is untenable. I mean, it, it puts a patient in, in a terrible catch-22 you get diagnosed with cancer, you have to undergo treatments that will make your potential future curative less likely to work. <laughs> we really need to work on that. But it's not just that a patient's chemotherapy reduces the efficacy of their future cell therapy. Tell us about some of the logistical issues as well. The logistics affect patients once they finally jump through all these hoops to finally get to that cell therapy. And once patients get there, you have to understand that it's not like a doctor calls in a prescription and something gets picked up at a pharmacy the next day. Again, this is personalized medicine that's made specially for each patient each and every time. So step one, that patient needs to give their cells to this manufacturing facility so that they can make the therapy. But this isn't so easy because it's dependent on a patient's health. So they're often not well enough to undergo this collection procedure. And if and when they are, it has to be compatible with their ongoing chemotherapy treatment. So as I just said before about efficacy, you know, chemo is designed in many ways to, to kill immune cells, the very cells used to make this type of treatment. So a patient may be feeling well enough, but they can't have just undergone a round of, of chemo. So you need to sort of take a break to give the immune system enough time to recover somewhat so the cells that are collected aren't completely shot. And so all these stars have to be aligned. Is the patient well enough uh, to undergo that collection? Did they just have a chemo treatment? Um, is, there, is there a slot that's free in the manufacturer? And so all of this adds weeks to months onto the process and makes a patient wait much longer than actually necessary. And so that can also lead to, to worse outcomes. Finally, there's the issue of access. And our previous episode about CAR T cell therapy, we discussed with our guest how she was only able to receive that treatment through a personal search for clinical trials on the internet. Uh, what sort of access issues are faced by patients who may be helped by cell therapies? You know, unfortunately, when it comes to access, once again, you know, patients get a raw deal. I think that guest explained quite well her experience uh, that she had to self-advocate for her own trial. I think she was encouraging the listener who was a you know, potential uh, patient as well to say, hey, you, you need to advocate for yourself, you know, lean on your family, they, they can help you. And in, and in her case, she was a doctor. 
So she had a lot of experience in this area. You know, most people don't have formal medical training and yet they're still expected to solve this for themselves and, and figure out a path uh, to the right clinical trial. It just sort of begs this question, you know, why can't trials find patients? Why is all this responsibility being placed on the shoulders of an advanced patient? The answer is complicated, but part of this is that our medical records are fortunately private, uh, as they should be. So it's not that easy for someone running a trial to just search for a patient who may be eligible to enroll. So that, that's why so much responsibility is really put on the doctors who are already overburdened uh, and patients to self-advocate. And so Achieve Clinics is, is also helping to solve this by acting as an intermediary because we can help clinical trials find patients uh, without revealing their identity in a HIPAA-compliant way. So we've learned about a number of issues that complicate cell therapy. And uh, as you said, you've hinted that Achieve Clinics has some solutions in this area. What exactly does Achieve Clinics do and how do you plan to solve these problems? Our plan is to reach cancer patients right after they're diagnosed and empower them with the ability to cryopreserve their immune cells before chemo begins. So this solves the efficacy issue because we talked about how chemo damages an immune system and the cells used to make a cell therapy. But with what we're doing, we're taking those, those cells, we're collecting early, and we're keeping them safe and secure. We're sparing them uh, exposure to chemo so that if and when that patient goes on to need cell therapy, they'll have their, their healthiest cells uh, available. Now, when it comes to logistics, we spoke about, well, by the time the patient is finally qualifying for cell therapy options, you know, meeting the inclusion and exclusion criteria for a study, they have all these hoops to jump through. Are they well enough to undergo this collection? They just get a chemo treatment. Is there a manufacturing slot available? All these stars have to align. We're solving all that. The patient doesn't have to worry about that anymore. And frankly, neither does their doctor. As soon as we connect them with a trial that works for them, basically their cells get transferred right away to the manufacturing facility the moment that they have space and their treatment gets made. It's a lot less pressure on, on the patient. And we just eliminated those hoops that the patient has to jump through. Now, when it comes to the access, Achieve Clinics is solving that issue because we're essentially building a bridge that connects patients to clinical trials. And so let me explain what that means. When patients bank with us, we're going to assign them a code to keep their identity and privacy safe and, and enable us to share their diagnosis with our clinical trial partners. And so this way, trials can say, hey, they, they look through our database of patients and they say, oh, okay, patient, you know, one, two, three, four, X, Y, Z, we think this person could be a good fit for our trial. And then we let that patient know and, and give them the opportunity to say, yes, this is a trial that, that we're excited about, give them a chance to discuss it with their doctor. And then at that point, if they say, okay, and they give us consent, then, you know, we de-anonymize them and uh, connect them uh, with the trial and send their, uh, their cells along the way. So all this is made possible by getting to patients quickly, getting to them before their treatment starts, uh, and getting their precious immune cells safe and secure well in advance before they really need them. I'm curious to know how cryopreservation would actually work in practice. Can you walk us through the patient's journey as you imagine it will work once Achieve Clinics begins operations? What can your first patients expect? As I said, we, we reach patients when they're first diagnosed, probably at the point where they're discussing their treatment plan with their oncologist for the very first time. 
once a, a patient decides to bank their cells with us, they're going to end up coming to our, our fully accredited facility where they undergo this immune cell collection process that takes a few hours. And at this point, we basically do some analysis of their sample, make sure everything looks good. Uh, then we freeze it down according to a standardized process so that it's acceptable for manufacturing later on. During this time, a patient is, is, is continuing along the course of treatment for their cancer as they, as they would have done so normally had they not engaged with us. If and when they come to need cell therapy, our cell therapy partners are looking at our HIPAA-compliant database of patients who've banked with us. So we're really going to work for the patient while they're proceeding through their treatment journey. You know, on our end, we can help a trial find a patient that looks like they could be a good fit. We act. And like I said a minute ago, we connect them with the patient and empower the patient with that information, giving them the ability to, you know, proceed with that option uh, and get the cell therapy with a lot less heartache uh, months sooner than they would have otherwise. And more importantly, it's going to be much more likely to work. So is this process viable for only certain types of cancer patients or can any cancer patient bank their cells with the chief clinics? In the future, it'll hopefully be true that any cancer patient can bank their cells, but that's actually not how it's going to work in the beginning. We want to make sure that a real option exists for them on our platform. <laughs> we don't want to give any false hope. I'll, I'll run through a very, very quick example. So if our very first cell therapy partner is, let's say, developing a cell therapy for multiple myeloma, then we're only going to be banking patients who have been diagnosed uh, with myeloma, not someone who's been diagnosed with lymphoma, not someone who's been diagnosed with lung cancer. Let's, let's only access patients for whom we can actually have some real option for them. Um, but eventually we're going to get more and more and more partners. There are going to be more and more options, many options, even for the same cancer. So a patient will have many choices about which direction they go to this is going to help us cater to a more diverse array of patients eventually. But yeah, in the beginning, we're going to be quite focused. And I understand Achieve Clinics isn't operational yet, uh, like you said, but if someone wants to know more about the work you're doing in this area or wants to contact you directly with questions, where can they go? How can people stay in the loop about your progress? We are not operational yet. And I would really encourage all listeners today to, to visit us online, www.achieveclinics.com, um, A-C-H-I-E-V-E clinics.com, and, and sign up for our list. You know, we're not going to spam your inbox. We just want to know that you're interested. You can tell us anything else that you want to share, and we'll keep you updated uh, on our progress and let you know how, how we're doing. And, and by the way, you don't have to be a patient to be made aware of what we're doing. You could be a patient advocate. You could be a physician. You could be a nurse, you know, whatever. At the same time, that's going to help us say, hey, hey, look, cell therapy developers, look at all this interest there is among real patients, uh, potentially all, all over the world who want a better way to access your technology through us. So I, I think it's going to make us you know, a lot more likely uh, to succeed and, and deliver all this positive impact to patients that, that they so desperately need. Well, Dr. Heller, I'd like to thank you for coming on our first episode of 2022 to tell us about cell therapies and the work you're undertaking at Achieve Clinics to assist patients. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been uh, fantastic to, to talk with you today and uh, really exciting. Thank you so much, Colby. And if you'd like to learn more about Achieve Clinics, you can check out the website at achieveclinics.com. And we'll leave a link to that website in the show notes for this episode. 
Remember, you can always keep up with the latest in rare disease news by visiting patientworthy.com. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for patientworthy on those platforms. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. It may seem like a small thing, but a review or rating really does go a long way toward helping us out. Finally, if you have any questions about the podcast or perhaps an idea for a future episode, you can get in touch with me by sending an email to Colby, that's C-O-L-B-Y, at patientworthy.com. That does it for today's episode. Thank you once again to Dr. Brad Heller for joining us on the show today. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you.